Hey streamers, welcome to the Streaming Lab podcast. I'm Jan, and together with my co-host Vinit, we're diving into the world of streaming. Each episode, we are reviewing the latest headlines and trends that are shaping streaming across the Middle East, North Africa, and India. Hi Vinit, how are you today? Hi Jan, how's it going? Did you survive the thunderstorm this morning? Oh my God, that's difficult, but uh, yeah, I survived. A lot of uh, swimming pools uh, on the road today. Yeah, crazy, man. Can we still uh, celebrate Diwali or do we have to wait until next year? No, yeah, I think Diwali celebration is finally done. So, you know, we had a four, four or five day uh, celebration, uh, you know, playing cards, a uh, lot of good food, a lot of drinking. And uh, now back back to the reality and, and work. Thanks again for the sweets. They were amazing. Yeah, glad you liked it. Great. The agenda today will take a look at what we can expect from DICM 2023. And we have also some exciting news about Blinks and Viori, the new platforms shaking up the streaming scene of the region. Then Vinit will focus on streaming in India. There is a big news from Disney Plus Hotstar setting up a record of uh, 53 million concurrent streams. And you will talk about Fast in India, Run TV, Samsung TV Plus V. Uh, Vodafone Ideas, right? Uh, GeoTV and others. And you'll also talk about FanCode that is now Prime Video Channel. Let's start with uh, streaming in Middle East and North Africa. Next uh, week, a big event is happening in the region called DICM, Dubai International Content Market. It's a B2B market event that brings together professionals from the global entertainment content industry. And this year, it will take place in a new venue, Madinat Jumeirah Conference and Event Center. From Wednesday, so November 22 to Thursday, 23. And uh, yeah, it should be amazing. So the, the good news we need is uh, I managed to, to get a visitor pass for you. So you can come and join me. Oh, nice. Awesome. So this year, we should expect 100 providers from many, many countries. So South Korea, Turkey, Iraq, Philippines. Egypt, Russia, Spain, UAE, Colombia, UK, Malaysia, Sweden, China, France, India, of course, Jordan, Japan, etc. They upgraded the venue. So usually it means that uh, they were expecting more companies than before. So it's a good news for everyone, especially for the buyers that are looking for content. Um, they don't have to go to MIPCOM, MIPTV, to discover great content, but the providers come to them. What you can expect from the event, so there will be um, the exhibition hall, of course, and then the session hall. This is new for the ICM. It will be a mix of uh, presentations, screenings, and what they call the ICM talks, so panels with uh, professionals coming from the broadcast and streaming world. Uh, let me tell you quickly what uh, will be the panels about. So there will be seven panels. The first one is about Fast in Mena Part 2. So I'll be the moderator of this one. If you don't want to miss it, Vinit, uh, it will happen on um, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Another panel, the co-production advantage, crafting content from a worldwide audience. That will be also nice. Another one, Beyond Borders. Challenges and opportunities in TV format expansion. Then streaming platforms, the new content kings and creators. Exporting Arabic content to the world. 
and the last two panels that will happen on Thursday, innovative tech solutions, redefining content creation and distribution. And the last one, discovering the future of kids entertainment. Yeah, fast Mina, of course. Uh, no, for sure. And I think uh, this would be my first DICM event. So looking forward to it. Thank you, Jan, for organizing that pass, man. Appreciate it. And uh, I think, yeah, also the text, the 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 day, the day two uh, session you mentioned about the solutions for content creation and distribution. I think that's, that should be interesting as well. Just uh, to look quickly at uh, all the panels and and uh, yeah, well-known people, tough uh, leaders coming from the region and also outside of the region. Yeah, it looks to be a super event, super event. Great, uh, great location. Sounds like some really uh, strong uh, sessions. So looking forward. Okay, another um, um, event inside the event that should be interesting. It's called the Producers Connect. It's a great initiative. It's new also for the ICM. The objective is to bring producers from all over the world to discuss business opportunities focused on co-production. So we should find companies coming from uh, streaming platforms, content production, investors, writers, etc. And I can see yeah, some companies that I know. PixieToon is a kids um, content creator from the region. Roya TV, of course, from Jordan, 101 again. Blue Media, it's a Turkish content distributor of the fans, a big distributor, international one. So it's good to see, see them here and many more. What do you think, Jan, of this? Uh, you know, I've been hearing the, the taking the Arabic content of the world story for a, for a while. I mean, is that, do you see that happening now? Is, is it like, you know, inflection point where the streamers, the global streamers are waking up to Arabic content? I can see definitely a trend of mindset. A few years back, streaming services were looking to um, produce content for the region. Right now, it's a little bit different. They want to produce content talking about stories from the region, but they want to produce it not only for regional audience, but they want to export this. And it's a, it's a major change. They've been looking at uh, what's happening when it comes to uh, Spanish TV series or Korean TV series, those countries did an excellent job exporting their content. And Netflix helped, of course, to export and to fast track the potential of this content all over the world. So yes, at some point, like, uh, yeah, we'll see more and more content coming from Middle East, North Africa on international platforms. And I'm sure it could have an interesting success all over the world, not only in the region. Nice. That's good to hear. I'll hit you up for a recommendation for an Arabic show or series to watch uh, post post this podcast. Nice. I mentioned uh, Korean TV series, Spanish, but uh, I know that uh, Indian content is also uh, very powerful. You know if this content works well uh, outside of India, Middle East. I assume thanks to the diaspora, it's, uh, it's performing pretty well all over the world. There were shows like The Sacred Games which really um, kick-started this whole revolution of Indian content, not only for the diaspora, but I think, um, you know, RRR winning the best song at the Oscars. You know, there were these moments in the last one or two, three years, one, two years that uh, have turned the switch on where, you know, suddenly people are uh, looking at uh, Indian content outside of a diaspora also. So even the 
the non-Indian um, audience is is waking up to the good quality Indian audio, uh, Indian content. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting time. Cool. Let's switch to the next uh, topics. The new kids in town, Blinks and uh, Viori. So let's play a, a game. I'm on I'm on LinkedIn right now, on Blinks uh, LinkedIn page. I'm going to read their the description of what they do, and you tell me if you understand exactly. <laughs> what they are up to, okay? You can say, like, uh, I have no clue, it's not clear, okay? <laughs> okay, so let me read it. Blinks, the first digital native storytelling hub in Middle East, North Africa, to elevate storytelling and offer new perspectives. Wow. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's... Uh, I'm assuming it's, uh, you know, targeting... Digital natives. I'm assuming it's like what Gen A, uh, Gen Z. Yeah, Gen Z, Gen A. I discovered Blinks because I can see that they sponsored many events. For example, broadcast pro Middle last week. It wasn't that easy to understand what do they do. Checking the website is a good way to start. First of all, it's only in Arabic, so it's not that easy for non-Arabic speaker to understand. But I assume I'm not the target audience. So if I translate to Arabic, I can see a website that looks like a streaming service, okay, with um, nice carousels. Um, four main section, main, that is the homepage, then news, then blinks, then life. It reminds me a lot Love in Dubai. The feeling I have is that they have their own team of content creators. They have a content creation hub in Media City. So they produce a lot of their own content, original, exclusive. They produce content about different topics. Is it mainly news? Yeah, I'm on the website. Is it mainly news or technology, sports, entertainment, money in business, lifestyle, knowledge? But yes, it looks like it's mainly news. So they have the website. They have also an um, an app. I tested the iOS app. Uh, it looks a lot like. Um, Snapchat, portrait videos. So it's a very interesting initiative, but I assume there is a massive investment behind. You need to open the office. You need to make sure you have uh, all the equipment. You need to pay a lot of journalists. So yeah, it's not a small project. Yeah, no, great. Interesting development. Um, I had not about heard about these guys till you mentioned them on the on this podcast. And I'm just seeing... On the LinkedIn, it says uh, 51 to 200 employees. So yeah, it's a, it's a major investment. Okay, next one, Viori. Same, uh, I discovered them because they were uh, sponsoring Broadcast Promidalis. They are also one of the main sponsors of DICM next week. I will read also the description on uh, on LinkedIn, the, few, uh, the, the first lines, and you'll, you'll tell me what you understand. Viori is a rapidly expanding international video agency based in the vibrant Middle Eastern hub of Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates. Our focus lies in moving the video news landscape forward by prioritizing key elements, such as company content, seamless accessibility, and unwavering commitment to service excellence. I just, I, I, what I collected is the video agency part. Post that, I was blank. I had a look at their uh, website also. And... It looks like a B2B uh, platform. 
they what I understood is that they have a network of thousands of video journalists that are sourcing uh, videos, footage from uh, from a news story, and Viori is a way to get access to this content. Yeah, it looks like a news agency that will populate uh, different clients. And what's interesting is that their um, footprint is mainly so the BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, if I'm not mistaken, and what they call the global south. Yeah, I think global south is a term that's increasingly being spoken. I think Modi, you know, Modi, the prime minister of India, keeps talking about it. It's less, you know, South Asia and Southeast Asia and uh, other parts outside of the West. So um, it looks like a video agencies uh, focused on giving a voice to the to the global south and i assume there is a tech behind that will facilitate um, their clients and uh, help them uh, get access to uh, a large amount of videos very quickly nice man that's good to see the all the action in the streaming uh, streaming video world this part of the this part of the universe so yeah good good news and again, like uh, it doesn't look like a small startup trying to find their market fit. Uh, I'm sure there is a, an uh, important investment behind. And uh, they will be at the ICM, so I think they have a stand, so it could be good to, to, to go and talk to these guys. Yeah, sounds good. How do you spell it, Yan? How do you spell the company name? V-I-O-R-Y. Viori, Viori. No, I'm looking forward to meeting them in uh, at the ICM. I think... Uh... When you initially mentioned uh, this name, I got confused between Vyri, V-I-O-R-Y, and Voiro, our friends in India. So I'm glad we clarified that. Okay, let's switch to streaming in India. So I assume you want to start, Vinit, with the new record coming from Disney Plus Hotstar. Can you just uh, tell uh, tell us again the, the background for, um, for listeners that uh, missed our uh, podcast last week? Yeah, absolutely, man. So I think Yan and I were talking last week and we spoke about uh, Disney Plus Hotstar beating their record uh, every few days in the last few weeks, last last couple of weeks, ever since the Cricket World Cup started uh, in India and which is still ongoing. And uh, I think they got to 44 uh, million uh, concurrent users as the record. And Yan and I were talking in the last podcast saying that watch out. By the time we talk again, uh, they might hit 50 million. And uh, that's exactly what happened in the last uh, 48 hours where, you know, the semifinal game in India versus uh, uh, New Zealand in uh, in Mumbai in one Day Stadium and the Disney Plus Hotstar broke the record multiple times. You know, they got to 50 million, then 51 million. And then they finally ended the night at 53 million, which is the global record. So... We have uh, we have one more game. We have the final on on Sunday, coming up, nineteen November, uh, two days from today, and uh, that's going to be very interesting. We we'll never know where this goes, and let's see if the CDNs are able to uh, keep pace with the with the tremendous surge in traffic that's expected. So, uh, interesting times. That's crazy. Where, where do you think they can get like 60, 65? <laughs> let's make let's make a bet. What do you say? Sixty. Yeah, 65. Yeah, yeah, 60. I, I think, yeah, 65. It's just uh, crazy, mind-boggling, these numbers that keep uh, keep coming up. But, you know, Jan, I was I was thinking about this a little more as to why it's suddenly, uh, you know, blowing up. And uh, I think, obviously, you know, the access to data and cheaper data is one factor. Mobile viewing is the other factor. But also, 
uh, Disney Plus Hotstar made the Cricket World Cup free uh, for the first time on mobile phones. Um, and that's because of Reliance Geo uh, showing the IPL for free, ad-supported, uh, outside the paywall. And so, you know, Disney Plus Hotstar uh, did not have a choice but to basically uh, show the Cricket World Cup also for free to compete better against uh, Reliance Geo. So it's very interesting as to how these uh, competitive pressures make these large companies do, you know, do things that uh, suddenly get more traffic. You know that those two business models are so different. It's good to uh, to break records uh, and reach like new heights, but like, uh, are they going to make money out of it? Is it just to show off? Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a very good point. I mean, you know, uh, there were some stats out there that said that the uh, ad expectation, the ad revenue expectations, were were beaten. Uh, uh, during this cricket world cup but uh, because they had this world cup um took away so much time from from people's uh lives or you know people's um share of voice or share of wallet you know people are just focused on watching the world cup a lot of the movies big movies that were released um at similar times saw a significant drop in in theatrical um audiences so worst time of the year to release a movie it's very interesting to see how you know you have sports going on and then how it takes away from people going to theaters because obviously they're devoted to sports. So, you know, and plus you have this writer's strike going on. So a lot of things in the next, this quarter that are very interesting to watch. Thank you, Vinit, for this first topic. So what's happening uh, in India when it comes to Fast, Samsung TV+, Plus, Run TV. V is Vodafone, right? Vodafone? Yeah, Vodafone idea. Uh, so you know, I think uh, Jan, I must thank you for uh, for unlocking this uh, this space in my head for fast and you know showing the potential. Uh, great, you're doing a great job of tracking it in the Middle East, and you know India is waking up to fast as we speak. A lot of action, a lot of new players coming in. Good luck for tracking it in India. I just started looking at the space in India over the last two months, and already I see so many dynamic uh, activities going on. So. Definitely another switch that's turned on. Um, but, you know, I think basically for, for India and Indians, uh, Fast is is was always there. You know, it's live television uh, served online. Uh, it's just that, you know, we heard this uh, fancy phrase from the US that said, you know, free ad supported streaming television. We were used to watching this on various uh, OTT platforms for many years, ever since OTT took off in India in 2016-17 when Geo started. However, calling it fast has given um, us the ability to focus on various aspects of the of the business model. You know, whether it's the content, whether it's technology, uh, whether it's monetization, uh, distribution, uh, etc. So, in terms of the players, you know, I think uh, Samsung TV Plus. Uh, we've written about Samsung TV Plus in in a newsletter on streaming in India, uh, but you know, each of these players is uh, trying to figure it out. I think one thing that we all uh, tend to agree is that we are still so early in this uh, revolution that people are still experimenting. Um, and, you know, it's, it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to say that, hey, we, we'll try this channel. It doesn't work. Uh, we'll take it down. Definitely. It's better if you do mistake. You know, it's a little bit like a startup. You try and fail fast. You try something, doesn't work, you move on. 
Um, so Samsung TV Plus, similarly, they took all their global channels and got them to India. And now they are, you know, figuring out the localization aspect, uh, which is good. So you see a lot of the local channels coming up. At last count, I saw they had 109 uh, fast channels uh, in a variety of, um, you know, genres. Um, but again, I think they have this process where any content creator who wants to launch a fast channel has to go through an approval process with the Samsung TV uh, uh, Plus guys in India, who then take it to Korea for approval. So it does take between six months to 12 months uh, from the time you uh, get, uh, you approach them to to green lighting and seeing the channel live on their platform. So I assume depending on the channel you want to distribute, they can fast track it, right? If if you have live sports, I'm sure they will make space. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that's one thing that, you know, I think we've, we've spoken about, Yan, is that, you know, everyone wants live sports. People are figuring out the rights, whether, you know, they have the rights for this, uh, for offering for free or ad supported. Um, so let, let's see. But, you know, that's, that's Samsung TV Plus. Uh, Run, Run TV uh, was just launched uh, as an independent uh, fast TV uh, network. Uh just launched. I haven't had a chance to deep dive, but uh, the last I checked, which was uh, uh, earlier last week, they had, uh, I think, just six or seven uh, fast channels. So just started, uh, but it's good to see independent uh, player coming up. Um, it's started by uh, my friend Manish, uh, who's ex uh, to the new uh, from India. Um and then, and then you know, you obviously have the telcos. You know, you have uh, Vodafone Idea, uh, you have Airtel, and then you have Geo. I think Vodafone Idea uh, also has. Uh, we again wrote about them in a newsletter. They have 109 fast channels again uh, through a variety of partners. And then there's Geo TV. Geo TV has 450 plus channels, so that's clearly, uh, you know, as usual, the 800 pound uh, gorilla. Um, and uh, we will, we'll, at, at some point in time in the next few newsletters, we will talk about GeoTV, but uh, we did a deep dive on Vodafone Idea. And um, it's very interesting that they have focused more on the devotional side. So, you know, spirituality, um, religious content on their fast. We do see early signs of each of these players trying to figure out uh, what their strategy should be, where they should focus. So it's very, it's very interesting to see how this, this space will develop in the next few months. I keep saying that uh, fast plus telecom is definitely a magic recipe. I just uh, had a call this morning with uh, one of the fast tech providers and uh, they started implementing what they call the fast in a box for telecom companies, uh, managing everything for them um, from uh, channel distribution to, uh, to the tech parts and uh, and of course the monetization. So I I'm sure the poten the potential is is huge. It's cool that we have Mina and India both being spoken about on this podcast because uh, in OTT overall I I I think and feel that you know India may be a slightly more mature market. But when it comes to fast, Middle East has taken a you know a a leap ahead um, compared to India. I think I see a lot more action. Um, in the Middle East when it comes to fast compared to India? I, I think it's the story of Middle East. You know, they um, they take their time, but when they uh, catch up, they catch up very, uh, very quickly. And sometimes they do like, uh, they do it better than uh, in other markets. 
So it's a, it's the beauty of being a challenger. You can learn from, from the others and from more uh, matured markets and then uh, replicate what works best and avoid the mistakes of others. Let's move to the, um, to the last topic. Yeah, the last topic, you know, my friends at Fancode, the OTT launched uh, with Brightcove. Uh, our office in Lower Perel in Mumbai was in the same building as them. So it became easier to close the deal. Obviously, you know, sports in India was ruled by primarily two or three big guys. So Fancode was a challenger for streaming in a way. Uh, and, you know, they, they're doing a great job, obviously getting a lot of the tier two, tier three uh, sports rights um, from across the world and getting them to the Indian fan. And having this play of content, commerce, and community. And now, uh, as part of the next uh, level of distribution, they've tied up with uh, Amazon Prime Video. Um, so, they, you know, Prime Video has this concept of Prime Video channels. So, Fancode will be available as another channel on Prime Video. And person can a user in India can subscribe to Fancode by paying 249 rupees extra per year as a, as a subscription, which is really three dollars uh more or less um so you know pretty pretty uh pretty interesting times for sports it shows also a lot about their mindset you know they even if they have a, they are a pure player focused on sports they don't want to just like uh, keep uh, everything for themselves it was um it was the strategy of most of the standalone pure players uh some yeah a couple of years ago now it looks like uh, it's the case in India, also in, in MENA. The, the game is to uh, reach uh, as much people as you can. And for that, you you have to use partners. So, uh, yeah, very interesting. It's a, it's a change of mindset. Very well said. Very well said, Yeah, Exactly. My, exactly my thoughts, you know. People are realizing that the CAC or the cost of customer acquisition uh, is becoming so high and that, you know, partnerships is, is the way to go. It's a typical mindset that you see in the advertising world because you need volume, you need reach. But in this case, Fancode is a, is it an hybrid model or pure SVOD? It's pure either SVOD or it's TVOD or transaction video on demand. Okay, so, so it's a pure uh, SVOD, TVOD, which works with uh, prime video channels because it's uh, it's an add-on, I assume, if I remember well. You need to pay, but you just like distribute your service through a, a, a partner. So yeah, very interesting. Lots going on in sports, I think I would say overall um, in India for the moment. Yes, it could be interesting to dedicate an episode maybe about sports. There, there is a lot to say um, in India and in uh, Mina before the end of the year will be will be interesting. Yeah, we should do a sports one. That's a good one. That's all for today's episode. Vinit, same question I will ask uh, every week. What have you been streaming lately that you would recommend? So I'm going to be a little boring here. But um, for some people, it might not be boring. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, I have been <laughs> I have been going back to friends, um, and and it's crazy because I was trying only a couple of days ago. My wife and I were trying to figure out what to watch uh, on on Netflix, and I must say that at times Netflix gets the algorithm for recommendations totally wrong. At least in my case, do you share your account with your wife? Yeah. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, I hope she doesn't listen. But uh, no, so I mean, I just went to friends. I'm like, you know, let me let me try and see. I wanted to watch either Seinfeld or The Office or The Friends, which are three of my, you know, go-to 
comedy or you know go to shows when i don't know what to watch so there you go friends that's okay i can tell you you are not boring uh, there are a lot of listeners uh, that, that will back you on this um maybe i'll be the boring one a documentary called life on our planet it's on netflix it's an uh, eight episode tv series going through over four billion years about planet Earth. So talking about uh, evolution, this uh, TV series is a, a documentary, not only about dinosaurs, but uh, many more uh, animals uh, and of course uh, humans. But um, yeah, I loved it. The storytelling was, uh, was amazing. Um, Morgan Freeman is the, is the voiceover, so it helps. I saw the first two episodes. I was going to say I, I showed my kids um, the first two episodes because they were they were watching some nonsense on on the iPads on YouTube. <laughs> I said, "Okay, guys, let's watch something something legitimate and serious, uh, or not serious, but at least where you learn something." And so I switched on this exact uh, show, and uh, I saw that it's produced by or directed by Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg plus uh, Morgan Freeman. It's a, it's a good combo. Yeah, that's amazing. I want to try and finish that this weekend. Good good ideas. Thanks for joining us on the Streaming Life podcast in exploring the dynamics world of streaming in Mina and India. And remember to subscribe to the Streaming Lab for more insights at www.thestreaminglab.com. Thank you so much, Vinit. Until next week. And don't forget, keep streaming. Bye-bye.